Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the first campaign of Manifest Actual Play. Unfortunately, due to a rendering issue, episode 3 of this campaign was actually lost after it aired on Twitch. So I quickly wanted to talk about a few important things that happened in episode 3, which aren't fully explored in my recap at the beginning of episode 4. Number 1. Rufus Nash questioned courier Mary Parkhurst about her involvement in shipping the mysterious lockbox to Marshal Leonard Yen. Mary swore up and down that she had no idea what could have happened to the package after she delivered it, and Rufus decided he believed her. Once he had the information he was after, Rufus casually killed Mary in front of the drifters. Then, in an act of calculated and cruel manipulation, he showed Mary's dead body to a beaten and bloodied Marshal Yen as punishment for Yen lying about never receiving the lockbox in the first place. Rufus then informed Yen of the LRC message sent to his mother that was meant to arrange a time and place for a ransom exchange, overtly threatening to kill the Marshal's family at said exchange if he didn't cooperate. Number two. After a series of tense conversations, the three drifters collectively managed to convince Rufus that each of them were trustworthy members of the gang. Rufus then assigned the drifters the task of visiting an associate of his named Salvatore Alston to acquire what he referred to as the big guns in preparation for the pending hostage exchange. This decision was made despite the rest of the Dead Man's gang not yet fully trusting all of the Drifters. This growing tension inspired Roland to begin working on a long con he titled The Mad King's Gambit. As the name might imply, the Mad King Gambit consists of slowly turning the gang against Rufus until he feels like the only people he can trust are Roland, Pax, and Kinsey. Roland began working on this con by subtly stoking the frustrations of Miguel Reyes, a member of the gang who was tasked with accompanying and assisting the Drifters with their current job of meeting with Salvatore Alston. And finally, number three, prior to leaving the camp, Pax snuck into the tent where Marshal Yen was being kept prisoner. Neither Pax nor the Marshal were willing to trust each other enough to share information about either the whereabouts or the contents of the lockbox. So, instead, as she left, Pax gave Yen a set of lockpicks before slipping out of the tent. And with those three things clarified, you have a pretty good sense of what happened in Episode 3. So sit back and enjoy Episode 4. Welcome to Manifest Actual Play. Um, in the previous episodes, uh, Roland and Pax were, uh, well, Roland, Pax, and Kinsey were all part of a prison transport um, uh, that uh, was the target of the Dead Man's Gang, a murderous group of outlaws um, who swept the three drifters up, uh, kind of sort of forcing them into uh, being part of the gang. Uh, the the uh, subtext was very clear. If they did not say yes, they would just be killed because they'd be witnesses. So um, since being busted out of jail by the Dead Man's Gang, 
they have been plotting uh, a way to relieve themselves of the situation they found themselves in. Um, also, Pax and Roland specifically uh, are the only two people on Manifest who know the location of the item that the Dead Man's Gang is trying to obtain. Uh, they were entrusted with the item uh, in, a, in a moment of panic by Marshal Leonard Yen, who instructed them to wait for him, and uh, cleverly they hid it inside a cave. They buried it and masked the burial uh, so that when the Dead Man's Gang showed up, there was no, there was no lockbox to be found. The Dead Man's Gang is apparently trying to acquire this weird high-tech lockbox um, uh, and they are keeping Marshal Leonard Yen alive uh, for the time being as they try to make him uh, spill where he hid it. Um, as, to their knowledge, he has not told the Dead Man's Gang that they had it last. Um, and uh, to his knowledge, uh, same. <laughs> so... Um, uh, after proving themselves to the Dead Man's Gang and uh, convincing Rufus Nash that they were actually useful, uh, they were sent um, eastward towards a, uh, a town called Moorbank. Um, there they were instructed to go to the Pearl Saloon and ask for Salvador Alston. Um and uh, to alleviate any concerns that they were being uh, set up, um, the leader of the Dead Man's Gang, Rufus Nash, sent their heavy gunner, Miguel Reyes, um, to uh, you know accompany them and make it so they weren't just going off on their own to a, to like some kind of like you know death trap. Um, speaking of death traps, they entered a forest <laughs> uh, where we left off. Uh, uh, both Kinsey and um, I think it was Roland uh, were able to pick up the scent, uh, putrid as it is, of a skunk ape. Um, and uh, Kinsey noticed just then that uh, they must have entered into a, uh, a skunk ape's uh, either hunting or mating area. That's their most dangerous time. Um, and uh, that's where we're going to pick up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you kind of get that whiff and you're, you kind of smell it and you look back and you realize, Kinsey, what's about to happen. And you have a second to say something before, uh, before you like see like bushes and trees moving and you realize you can hear it coming now that you smell it. Uh, I'm just gonna, uh, basically crowd to my compatriots. So I'll just, I'll just say behind you, behind you, get ready. And, uh, I'm gonna get my, my gun out. My rifle. Cool. Um, as you shout that, uh, Miguel turns um, he's at the front of the pack. You guys are all on horseback also. Um, uh, he turns and sees uh, the movement, and he starts reaching for his gun. And at that moment, uh, one of the low-hanging branches of a nearby tree bends and, and almost snaps as a massive creature swings off of it and flies at the f four of you. Um, this is a... 
six-armed, ape-like creature with multiple eyes and goat-like horns. Uh, it's got dark, uh, uh, like, oily fur, and um, uh, you get a glimpse of, uh, of its back as it has kind of a, like, silvery-white stripe down its back. Uh, and it goes flying into, uh, into the group of you as you begin to ready your rifle, uh, Kinsey. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, yeah. You know what? All of you can take a grit. Ah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to play to the gallery so that so that uh, two dice can explode. Oh no! That's, oh no! That's too many. <laughs> that's a whole turn. <laughs> Don't do that. I I refuse the grit. What then? <laughs> Then you just don't get grit. I still spent it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I should have a little notepad here. Let me fix that. All right. So, did anyone get better than a 10? No, I certainly did not. That's, that's a big old negatory. Okay. Um, so one thing I hadn't, hadn't done yet is I hadn't rolled for um, Miguel yet. So Miguel might get better than a 10, in theory, is what you're saying. Yes, in theory. Good thing his gun works just fine. <laughs> what, what about in practice? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming no one got a nine. Uh, I did get a nine, yes. Oh, what is your um, awareness attribute? That's a great question. What is my awareness attribute? Um, four. Okay. And Pax and Roland, what did you get for initiative? You um, should go first. I'm not sure I should, but um, four. Oh no, I go before you with a yeah. five. What's happened? I I only got one hit. None of this is okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, so. This massive skunk ape throws, uh, throws the weight of its body in the middle. The horses all rear up, um, uh, spooked by the sudden appear appearance of this creature. It lets out a roar, and as it does, uh, glands open up along its body, and gas seeps out into the area where you are. Um, immediately forcibly shot out, creating this cloud that lingers and sticks to your skin. Uh... <laughs> Um, you are all immediately um, covered in um, skunk ape gas. Oh, apparently Dan's entire computer crashed. Um, oh, no. So uh -huh. Roland is dead. 
No, we'll continue. We'll continue going for now. Uh, Roland ha- doesn't have a turn for a little while. I assume Dan can get his computer back up and running by then. Meanwhile, we'll look at his frozen face as <laughs> as he realizes his doom. Um, so, uh, those of you who are online, um, I would like you to roll a negate test. This negate test will be at a minus three. Okay. Take an iron gut. Did you say you have iron gut? No, I should have. Take uh, it. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I hate this. Ooh, dear. Okay. Son and... Ooh, sorry, pardon me. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to spend... Um, three grit in order to ignore all negatives, all my negatives. Okay. Uh, so now I'm down to nine grit, and you can give me more grit now, and I can roll this die that exploded. It, nothing happened. Okay. This is going to be great. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am. So, to, I'm sorry. I need to spend a grit. I'm to spend one grit to uh, make my own luck. I'd like yes. to at least try for one success. Spending my grit. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That was one success. Yes. Perfect. Excellent. Okay. So, um, does that each of you got one? Yes. So far. I got one. Yes. Um, so, uh, the effects of this toxin that you're inhaling, uh, is it will deal three damage, don't, don't write anything down yet, it will three, deal three damage directly to your hit points, and it will give you nausea and disorientation. Uh, nausea affecting your physical stats and disorientation affecting your mental stats. So, since each of you got one hit, the question is, which one of those three effects do you want to cancel out? Mm. Um, I will n- not take the damage. Just be nauseous and uh, was it discombobulated? Is that what you said? Well, similar. Disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> discombobulated. Then it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you don't take three damage direct to your hit points. However, you do suffer from nausea and disorientation, um, which both of those together effectively give you a minus two to all of your skills <laughs> Excellent. uh your disorientation affecting your mental skills and um uh nausea affecting your physical skills if you want to alleviate yourself from this negative uh you can spend a, f- a focused action clearing your head to get rid of disorientation or a focused action emptying your stomach and that will uh temporarily alleviate the nausea um however both of these effects will come back at the top of each combat round when we roll initiative again but you can basically skip a turn to get rid of it for all your other turns sure um what about you pax um i'm gonna skip uh skip out on the nausea i think okay 
So you take three direct damage to your hit points. I, you I do. become disoriented. Um, uh, so the, the wound will give you a, a one, um, a minus one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, this gas shoots out and immediately like it's this haze. It's kind of like greenish yellow, like, you know, murky haze. Gets in your eyes, stings a little bit, gets in your nose. It just like sticks onto you. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets, it gets in your throat, um, uh, Kinsey and, and you like wretch and like, you know, some little bit, your guys' horses are, are like also like stomping on the ground and like, um, uh, one of the horses starts throwing up. Um, and, uh, uh, you guys see as, um, uh, Miguel, um, as he's pulling out his rifle, he wretches. And like climbs off of his horse, and then like leans on it, and just and spends his first turn emptying his stomach to get rid of the negatives. Uh, do we have a? Uh, oh, we don't have we don't have Dan back yet. All right. Well, we'll continue moving forward bravely. <laughs> Kinsey, it is your turn. Sure. Uh, I I am going to go ahead and try and take a shot. I think my my range is at a point where I could at least get a successful two. Uh, so you are going to be at a minus two because of the Understood. Yes, well, that is one success with a high of one, so. Yeah, no, that doesn't that doesn't beat all of my successes. No, I uh, bar up against an eleven if there's any if there's any grit, you know, uh, fuckery you want to do. So there's there's truly not. I wish I could. Okay, um, so uh, your stomach turning upside down, Kinsey. You wretch. You see Miguel has succumbed to it, and you're like, well, someone has to do something. You pull out your rifle. Uh, you lever in around and you like heave as you take the shot, and the shot goes just up in the air, like splitting one of the branches up top. This is a truly disgusting experience. Yes. <laughs> uh, now it would be Roland's turn. So I'm going to go ahead and just force him to uh, <laughs> to hold his action. Um. Uh, and, uh, we're gonna have Pax go. Uh, okay. I'm going to... take out my, um... take out my knives and, um try to flash at it. Okay. Uh, keeping keeping your mouth shut, not breathing in through your mouth, uh, as tempting as it is, you, you breathe in through your nose. It stings your nose and your eyes. It, like, kind of burns on your skin a little bit. Not a lot, mm-hmm. um, but you make sure not... You're like, I do not want this in my mouth. <laughs> and and uh, you, you, keep, you run forward, um, uh, soldiering through the smell of it as you pull out uh, your two large uh, fighting knives and uh, 
Take your first attack. Okay. Well, wait, I have a better stat than that, don't I? I do. I roll four dice. All right, dice. Here we go. Oh, that's bad. Uh, but I have a reliability. Oh, no. Um. Ah. Oh, hey. Did I break the whole thing? Not quite. Cool. My computer didn't want none of a skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> your, your computer failed everything. Um, so, uh, just really quick, Roland, I need you to roll a negate test at a minus three. Oh, no. Um, I have I have a thing for this. Um, a filtration mask. I noticed uh, this terrible smell. Could that have been my thing? <laughs> my one thing. <laughs> uh, roll here. here. Here's what we'll do. Roll, roll survival for me. Oh, I thought of it as sort of a, I don't know why. It was just more of a, this smells bad. I don't want to smell that anymore. <laughs> you may have been, like, rummaging for it, but I don't know if you had enough time to put it on unless you knew to, like, hasten your activity. Sure. Which is why, if you want to roll survival. Ah, well, reliable. Okay, no hits. Um, negate at a minus four. Ah, that's too many dice, I forgot. Uh, None of them are hits anyways, and I don't have reliability. <laughs> so it's a minus three. Uh, uh, well... Yeah, I've rolled too many dice anyways. It's fine. It's bad. What happens to me? <laughs> it's me. Okay, I'm back. Um, okay, so you got zero then. Z zero hits, yes. That's the number. So this this <laughs> uh, uh, this murky, yellowish-green haze that you're in sticks to your skin, burns your eyes... Uh, you inhale and it and it like burns your nose, sticks inside your mouth. The taste of it is almost as bad as the smell of it. Uh, and you suffer three hit point damage, direct to hit points. Um, and then um, you also suffer from disorientation and nausea. Um, so nausea um, is going to make you have a minus two to basically all of your physical skills, unless you spend a focus action uh, relieving your stomach. Um, and, uh, disorientation will give you a minus two to all of your mental, uh, and social, uh, skills until you spend, a, a focused action, um, clearing your head. And those negatives will re-up at the, every time we roll initiative, basically. Great. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh... What, what else has happened since he left is Miguel is off his horse and throwing up. Kinsey took a shot, but he's retching too hard to get a, a, to take good aim. Um, Pax is soldiering through uh, through the smoke. She's drawn both of her knives, and she's taken a slash at the skunk ape. What did you get for your highest, Pax? Um, I, got, I got an eight. All right. Well, I rolled very bad, and my highest is a four. Uh, that's two hits. Um, the, the lower hit is a four. So if you want, you could spend grit to, to maybe do something. I don't know what. <laughs> Why would you say that? He knows. Uh, don't tell him what he could do. <laughs> but, but also, no, because I can't bamboozle you after the fact. So, 
Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't matter anyways. The four would have still hit. So uh, the tie will go to you. So um, how much damage is it with however many net successes you score over four, including the tie? Um, you can only count as many successes as you have accuracy. I have crazy accuracy, uh, but it is um, three. The power uh, is three? Yeah, so that would be six. If you got two net successes, then yes, it would be six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how much piercing? None. I realize now I should have thrown them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Six. Cool. Um, so you rush up. You take a, a a wild slash upwards. Your eyes burning from this uh, from this gas, uh, and the skunk ape kind of like smacks the knife with a with its forearm. You get you rake the knife along, but it doesn't seem like your knife is sharp enough to really pierce the skin right then. As you uh, as you kind of like cut some of the fur and dig in a little bit, but there's no blood. Um, as it lets out like a <laughs> roar, like thumping its chest with two of its six arms. Um, well, I have a, a second. Yeah, it was only a quick action to stab with one knife. What do you do with the other? I, I will. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I will. I don't want to lose my knife. Um, oh, wait. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit and throw a blinding projectile ammo at it. Okay, uh, so it kind of like it, it like blocks against, and you kind of stumble back from that block, and it roars at you, and you you like pull back out of like instinct, reach into your bandolier and pull out a blinding projectile, and you throw it. Go ahead and roll that attack. Yeah, get a plus one to this because of uh, uh, blinding ammo. You only have to get kind of close. <laughs> oh, hey, that's great! I love that. Um. So I'm at a my total is minus one, right? Yeah. Cool. Yay. This is great. I love this very much. I got, oh, I get more dice. Hold on. I get two more dice. Packs take a grit. I get three more dice. I'm taking a grit. I can take it because I spent grit. <laughs> <laughs> You've come so far. <laughs> All right, Pax, what's your highest? Um, a nine. Okay. I also have a nine. Okay. That's still three net hits. <laughs> oh, that's wild. I rolled, well, so with the minus one, I my target is a nine. All right, well, you're going to eat more of my grit. Uh, I'll play to the gallery so I can count this 11. Hey, no. <laughs> uh, but you did, you do get another grit and you ate two more of my grit. <laughs> Stupid grit. <laughs> um, so you, why are you full still? You well, have now to... <laughs> I am. <laughs> so you, you step back, you throw out your blinding ammo. Um, the skunk ape. Uh, pulls three of its six arms over its uh, over its face because you threw like something right at its face, 
and uh, its proximity like sensor goes off and it poof, like bursts in this bright light that you shield yourself from. Uh, but unfortunately, the skunk ape has seemed to have shielded itself as well. It kind of pulls back, blinks a little bit, and then looks right at you and snarls. I run away. Yeah, you can, you can pull back a little bit. <laughs> I'm assuming you jumped off your horse. Yeah, I jumped off my horse and hit it on the butt. Okay, so your horse has now run off into uh, uh, into the woods. Um, Hopefully, and... not too far, but who knows? Yeah, it's not my horse. That later, I suppose. And I don't know how horses work, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you pull back a little ways. Um, uh, you're not able to quite get out of the cloud, which seems to cover like a ten or fifteen foot radius. Okay. Um, Roland. Uh, I've thought long and hard about what I would accomplish with this turn. Um, I'm going to barf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you pull back, uh, uh, Pax, you turn to the side. You see, uh, do you stay on your horse, Roland, or do you go? Oh, off? absolutely, I stay on the horse. <laughs> Roland, Roland kind of sits there. He, like, he soothes his horse a little bit. who's like, coughing and sneezing. And then in unison, Roland's horse and Roland both throw up. <laughs> I think I probably buff on the horse. Oh, just straight no. forward. Oh, <laughs> no. <God. laughs> uh, I want to steal some of your grit for that. Okay. Um, now it is the skunk ape's turn. Um, it is going to rush forward. Uh, and it's going to try and um, uh, smash both uh, Pax and Kinsey. Excellent. I dodge. <laughs> Wait, is this a melee attack? Yes. Okay. Can I? Can I use melee? Yeah, you can use melee to defend yourself against melee. It basically runs forward. You guys are close enough that it like it's gonna kind of like try and shoulder charge you, uh, Pax, and then like bouncing off of you, it's gonna like try and uppercut um, Kinsey with two of its arms. Uh, Pax, you are up against a ten. Come on. Um, I am going to spend three grit to ignore negatives and then um, another, what is it, two grit to play to the gallery? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend five grit, two expenditures. Nice. And, and I have a 13. <laughs> and okay. I guess this explodes, but I guess it doesn't matter. At this point, you're good. Uh, see, you're up against a 7. Yes, my one success was a 3, so I don't think that'll be happening. Ah. Uh, so, Kinsey, uh, you take 8 damage with 1 piercing. Perfect. Wow. Well done. Um, as... Uh, as it tries to smash up against um, Pax, but Pax, you kind of put the flats of your blades in front of you and like they take most of the impact and you kind of get knocked back and then it barrels right past you and then swings with two of its arms just kind of smashing into Kinsey. Thanks. Kinsey, you, you're you still on your horse, right? Or did you get off? Uh, no, I was still on my horse, yes. You get knocked off your horse. 
uh, as it just like smashes you, at, leaping up to reach you. Um, it doesn't have to leap, but it kind of gets that extra momentum um, uh, and smashes you. You fly down. Uh, you're, you're able to kind of like land in a way where you'll be able to scramble to your feet without like using an action or anything. Sure. But uh, yeah, you you har- you fall uh, roughly. Nothing more shameful than being desaddled in the middle of a battle. Uh, and that is Skunk Ape's turn and uh, Miguel is going uh, to spend his turn clearing his head Yeah. Uh, so after he finishes throwing up Miguel's going to kind of like blink his eyes and like pull out like a rag that like has been in like his coat so it's not like coated in the uh, in the gas he rubs it on his eyes and like shakes his head and starts like blinking his eyes clear um but he is not in the fight yet and now kinsey it is your turn um so i think that being punched from my horse i kind of like landed on my back in such a way that i lost that i lost my breath uh, and so as soon as I scramble up, I think that I just feel so terrible that that causes me to vomit as well. <laughs> Into the growing pool of horse and human vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Skunk Eggs, everybody. Just <laughs> 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 scene from Family Guy. <laughs> All right, so, Kinsey, you spend your focus action... Uh, Relieving the uh, the tension in your stomach for the time being. Sure. Um, I think I might go ahead and cowboy up and take a second action. If I uh, d- double down. Um, double, double down, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you can spend four grit and you can take another turn right now and it doesn't affect your initiative. I shall, I shall. That, that is a very good use of double down. Uh, sure, and uh, I think having voided my stomach, I'll, I will straighten back up and uh, take a nice shot at our, at our dear friend, the skunk ape. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these two okay, good start. I have one one and one twenty. That's not good. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm depending on my uh, on some of my reliability here. Well, you can't re-roll that twenty; it's locked. In. No, and I can't re-roll that six, so I'm just going to re-roll this one again, and that's another twenty. So uh, that's two successes with a high of six. Unfortunately, my high is an eight. So... Wasn't I supposed to be proving how how good I was at things? Just that, that I was actually capable of doing something. <laughs> Just gotta land a hit. <laughs> You're remembering all the bonuses from your from your gun, right? Yes. Okay. I believe that I am. Yes. Yeah, the written the written right next to the gun. Oh, plus two ranged. Yeah, but even with that, my rolls were okay. That awful. Don't yeah. forget those; they're useful. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, so. Uh, cool, and and you're done after that. Yes, yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, Roland, it's your turn. Um, okay. So there's just sort of vomit everywhere. <laughs> it's not a pretty scene. There's a there's a, a murky haze that's sticking to everything. It smells putrid, like 
way worse than like rotted meat. It's it's just like rotted meat and like and and like old eggs and this like acrid acid smell like bile probably from all the vomit. <laughs> yeah, no, I you know. You don't need to. I can't. I don't need to speculate on where the smell's coming from. There's two pretty clear sources of gross. Um, I guess I'm gonna shoot it with my gun that I hastily sling off my back, as appearing as if I am competent with it. <laughs> uh, and I will spend four grit to quadruple bamboozle it. Ah, okay, it's just out of my well. <laughs> Well, I wish I had some of that grit back. Um, <laughs> doing quite well as a group. Um, so I've got an eight, but also I've misfired, which... Okay. I, so, may I posit that I vomit again? <laughs> so you do actually hit with an eight because I got a seven, because you quadruple bamboozled me. Great, um, that was the worthwhile usage of a large amount of grit. <laughs> how much damage? Just six. Okay. Any piercing? It has two piercing, so, okay. you know, just saying. It's two, two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you wipe your mouth clean, you see it, uh, you see it going, and you level out your rifle, uh, and you take aim, like, blinking a little bit, the, like, eye, your eyes are stinging, and you take a shot, and you actually clip the thing um, uh, in one of its horns, and like it kind of like shatters a little bit. Like there's like a big chunk of it blown out. It lets out like a pained roar. Um, but unfortunately, you shot your gun right by the ear of your horse, and it rears back, and you go flying off the horse. And your horse goes running off into the woods as well. Oh no! I wanted to be on the horse while it did that. <laughs> <laughs> that was phase two of my daring plan. <laughs> um, also, because you glitched while using an item, uh, you misfired while using an item, um, that item will downgrade in quality by one, which um, for your firearm will mean it will lose one accuracy. Well, damn. I suppose it's sort of functionally no different for me, but... <laughs> but it feels bad, right? <laughs> yeah, you're you like land down and your gun gets all dirty. Um it's Oh no, my gun is covered in vomit now. <laughs> Pax, it's your turn. It's horse um, vomit too. Okay. So I'll um like uh still holding on to my knife, I'm going to um like pull my shirt, like my scarf that I always wear over my over my face um and uh and and yell like uh yell out and be like miguel get your ass in the game <laughs> and then i want to run i want to uh i'm gonna like run around um the back of the skunk cave because i think it like blew past me to go to kinsey correct so i'm going to run around and i want to anime style run up its back <laughs> and like uh and then like when i get to like it's like horns or like shoulder blades or whatever like kick off and like throw two projectiles at it and then like hopefully land looking cool but landing at all not in vomit is the goal <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what's the purpose of the kick? Are you trying to uh, maneuver it in some way or just like... Fuck? No, I just want to look cool and not be on top of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't want to stay up there because... I don't know. I mean, it kind of sounds like a bamboozle to me. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> just now, hold on though. What if you spent 12 grit to bamboozle it? <laughs> my, my projectiles don't do enough damage. Um, but otherwise, it's a great idea. Uh, and also, I don't have 12 grit anymore. I only have seven. So, uh, so do I have to roll athletics or anything to like run up its tail onto its back? I'm not trying to confer any kind of mechanical benefit by doing that. So, I'm not going to make you roll for it. Cool. You I have want- a high enough athletics and a high enough muscle that for you to like kind of kick off of this thing is not. So incredibly hard that it's in, it's super interesting to have you roll for it. Okay. So, yeah, you rush forward, run up, kick off this thing. It stumbles forward, and you throw uh, from your bandolier. Um, I want these to be... Um, um, oh, um, probably p- piercing shots. Okay. Okay. So they get an additional four armor piercing. Yeah, which is more damage than I can do. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, these are thrown. This isn't light stabby, so it's it's just an additional two. Okay. Well, then it's exactly the amount of damage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's been shot at a few times. Uh, so I'll reroll this. Cool. My highest is a five. My range is nine. Um, I'm going to play to the gallery. I'm going to spend two grit so I can count these tens. Okay. Um, really eating away at my grit collection <laughs> after very many episodes of not doing that. <laughs> um, and I'm going to roll two more dice. Um, I guess I go again. Uh, wait. Uh, how many? If you say you go again, I got a five. Did did you? Did we resolve the attack and the damage? No, I keep on getting explosions. Leave me alone. I want to keep rolling dice. (laughs) All right, everyone, take five minutes while Addie continues to roll exactly her target number (laughs) and keep exploding. I love dice. Um. Okay. So. Um. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but my accuracy is only uh, three. How, to, is punch it the one where you get to increase the accuracy? Yep. And that's three? Uh-huh. Uh, getting down pretty low. Sunset, sun's getting pretty low, big guy. Um yeah, this seems like as good an expenditure as any. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to two grit. I've okay. spent most of my I've spent ten grit on this attack. Um and I will I I have four tens. You can count all of them. And I, I can count all of them. Alright, what's the damage then? Three. Over a five. Um, well, I have many over a five. 
but I have I have four tens, so. So you can count four, so it's power times four, and then you split it with piercing and... and... Twelve, twelve damage, six piercing. Okay. <laughs> did, did I get it? Maybe. Uh, so you run up, uh, kick off this thing. It stumbles forward, uh, uh, kind of like sprawling out, like pushing off of the ground to keep itself uh, with like its lower arms to keep itself from like falling to its knees. And in that moment, you pull out one of your like pinpoint um, uh, like throwing knives and you throw it out in front of you. Uh, as you're flying through the air, and it sticks right in the back of the thing's spine, like right where the like white stripe is on its back, and it lets out a roar, pulling its back, uh, and like uh, like blood like begins pouring. It seems like you hit something pretty important, um, and uh, yeah, it's still. I mean, it's still alive, but it that hurt it a lot. I shoot it again <laughs> with the with the um, pinpoint the. Um... Piercing shot. Okay. Yeah. Much worse. <laughs> um, I have a nine high. I also have a nine high. Twist the knife two. Twist the knife mm -hmm. costs two. Yes. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> So you twist the knife so that you can get an additional hit? So, yeah, and uh, so that's six piercing damage. So six direct to its hit points after toughness. Yes. Okay. So um, uh, leaping off, you throw one. It lets out a roar, stumbling forward. And you throw another one almost in exactly the same spot. There's two, like, narrow daggers sticking in this thing's back. And it can't quite reach it with all six of its arms. Um, as it, like, reaches and, like, stumbles forward, lets out a roar, almost slams into you, Kinsey. Um, it is not happy about that. Not in the slightest. Um, I run away. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, that's Pax's last turn. Um, it packs, <laughs> uh, is going to turn towards you seeing you run. Um, and since you are the only one to, uh, deal a significant amount of damage to it, um, uh, it rushes forward and it's going to use its focused action to try and gore you with its horns. Horn. No, no, no. The, the, the horn you shot is damaged but not gone. <laughs> you said I blew off a significant part. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, with its horn and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, is more dice with a lower target better, or is, or is a higher target with fewer dice better? Is reliability a thing? Actually, more dice is always better, usually. But in defending specifically, higher target is kind of a, a different factor. Because net, net successes doesn't matter when you're defending. In every other case where net successes are, are like, important, more dice is always better. Okay. Here lies Pax. 
she got deaded. All right, Pax, I'm sitting at a 10. Are you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but actually, I'm the attacker, so I have to choose my grip first. So what's your highest? Five. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to spend some grit. So you get a grit packs. Um, okay. As I um, go it strong so I can count both of these hits. Um, and yeah, uh, now my highest is a 12. I still have a five. Cool. Um, so, uh, Pax, uh, you take ten damage uh, with six armor piercing. Um, so take the ten damage, you subtract your toughness from it, and then six of that remainder goes to your hit points directly, and the rest of it goes to your armor. So four to my armor? Um, if that's how the math shakes out, then yes. Well, six goes to hit points. There's Do ten you have whole damage. Toughness? You don't have any toughness? Um, no, no toughness. Then that is correct. Unless you want to take an injury. Is that a tier two injury? How much damage is it? So it's 10 total, right? Uh, that will be a tier two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I will take an injury. Okay. Otherwise, I'm bleeding out. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, that, that is an easy choice. Uh, so I need you to roll uh, 1d20. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see what you get. All right, this is important. I gotta find this guy. Right. Whoa, whoa, little buddy. That's not low. <laughs> it's a nineteen. <laughs> All right. Um, you are jail. <laughs> Um, you are compromised, which gives you, uh, one less reliability on all of your tests. What? Dude. That's so bad. Past Addy, screw you. <laughs> so this hits you with, a this hits you with, like, the, uh, with its head, but you're able to kind of, like, angle your body in a way that you avoid the horns and you don't get gored. Uh, but it slams into your side and you, like, tweak your back and you get, like, massive immediate bruising as this thing came full force on you. Uh, and you go flying out and like the wind gets knocked out of you and like a sharp pain goes up your spine as you fall down uh, and you're like coughing for air and then you like kind of breathe in that noxious gas and you're like, oh God, everything is terrible. Um, and uh, having smacked you away, um, it is going to double down and it's going to rush at uh, Roland. Oh, no. Uh, who shot it in the horn. This is extremely bad. I kind of feel alright about not uh, injuring it at this point. 
Oh, do you, Kinsey? Do you feel fine about this situation? <laughs> uh, so, Roland, it's not going... <laughs> did I did I freeze out, or did you guys get that? Freeze out. You it's froze. not going to what? Uh, yeah, it's not going to try and gore you with its horn. It's going to try and kind of shoulder charge you and smash into you with its six arms. Uh, oh, well, I, I bet it does. <laughs> You're up against a nine. Ah, well, if I weren't hurt and had more grit, I would have a ten. But instead, I have a three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to... Does this does this attack have piercing of any kind? Uh, oh, hold on. Let me go back to my notes. Uh, yeah, it has one armor piercing. Okay, okay. And how much okay. is it? Uh, so it is. It's actually just four damage with one armor piercing. Oh, okay. That's much much less than I thought it would be. You know, it's all six of it. Is is it did it double? It's doubling down. It doubled down, yes. So do we all get a grit for that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Everyone should get a grit for that. Thank you for pointing Thank that you, out. Jake. Yeah, absolutely. You are all affected by it taking another turn. Oh shit. Um. All right. So. Um, uh. Yeah, Roland. It kind of smashes into you. Uh. You were just getting up, and you get knocked back. And then with its other six arms, it's going to kind of pummel, try and, like, smash you into the ground. Oh, no. Why can I play dead? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on your turn. Aha. None of those are hits. Oh, that's, that's not great. So you're up yeah. against the <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I'm bad at not getting hit or doing fighting. Uh, so that is eight damage with one armor piercing. Oh, okay. Well, I reduced that to seven. Okay. He, um, he just sort of punches the armor right off me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, like, with all six arms, just, like, in succession, like, poof, 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 slams <laughs> you into the ground. Um, and then, like, you start crawling, and then with the three other arms, poof, poof, poof. Uh, and, like, your, like, armor gets ripped off your back, and you scramble forward. <laughs> Like, the wind knocked out of you, you feel your back aching from this attack as it rips the armor off of you, and with, like, with four of its six hand, uh, arms, it, like, rips the armor in two and throws it in two shards, and, like, with its other two arms, pounds its chest. Um, that's its turn. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Miguel's turn. Uh, please do something, Miguel. Miguel, uh, clearing his eyes, seeing what's going on, he grits his teeth, seeming like to kind of like get clarity and focus, and he levels, he like pulls out his massive gun, levels it at his hip, the barrels start rotating, and uh, he holds it down and like traces it as it's like fighting, and then like aims up, and it's, he's aiming like right at the thing's head, and then all of a sudden a metal piece flies out of the rotation uh, mechanism. Uh, the piece that you sabotaged, Pax. Um, and... I didn't do any sabotaging. Oh, sure. <laughs> Sorry. The piece Pax convinced <laughs> Kinsey to sabotage. Uh, the metal just springs out, goes flying, and uh, the barrels um, uh, like jam, and then the gun uh, like lets off one shot that goes wide and like then uh, like seems to overheat. Um, and he, like, like, lets go of it and goes, like, 
What the damn hell? Well, poor timing, but excellent craftsmanship, I suppose. And that is Miguel's turn. Uh, Because it takes him a focus action to fire that thing. Oh, Uh, I hate that. (laughs) Kinsey, it's your turn. Um... I'm going uh, so the the bayonet on my gun that uh, gives me one less to my ranged skill or one less accuracy. One less to your ranged skill makes it a plus two instead of a plus three for you. Right. I'm going. Uh, can I use my quick action to take that off then? Uh, you can, but it's a focused action to fire that gun, so not really a great thing. Uh, like you won't be able to shoot it after doing so. That makes sense. But you can do that. You do have another gun, so it's up to you. Sure, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll use my my small my light firearm to, to shoot the damn thing, which I believe still has hollow point. Uh, the hollow point ammo. Uh, 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 hollow point ammo. It's your first time firing it in this combat, so you can choose whatever ammo is in there. Right, excellent. Uh, yes. From there on out, Reload. it's a matter of reloading. Some hollow point fucking ammo. All right, God. So so you Please. you drop your your rifle down onto the ground like stock first. And with one, uh, with like one hand on the on the like the frame of it, and the other hand on the tip, you quickly unscrew uh, the uh, bayonet off your rifle because it's messing with your aim. Then you lean it against your shoulder, reach at your hip, and draw out your uh, your burst fire pistol, and you take a shot. So go ahead and roll right. Oh, good. That is a. Interesting roll I just did. Yo, Kenzie. Right. Uh, I got nothing. I just nothing. I just wildly whiffed. I like that. Like, can't even. There's no. There's no grit to get me there. I could. I could spend <laughs> a grit to play to the gallery. So maybe I or not play to the gallery. Uh, to make my own luck. So what did you get? Right. Um, I am going to spend a grit to play to the gallery. Okay, that sounds like me not wanting to spend any grit. <laughs> Probably not worth it, no. Uh, that is three successes with a high of 12. Yep, it's all you. How much damage is that with three? With three, that is uh, 15 with six piercing. Whew. 15 total? Yes. Uh, so it's smashing and ripping and like celebrating, like tearing apart, uh, the armor that was on, uh, Roland. And then, uh, you kind of like, you, you get into like your, your like, um, it's like reminiscent of your time as like a company man, right? You kind of like militaristically, you're like, okay, hold on, training, kick in, drop the bayonet. We're not getting into close combat here. And then like covering fire and you like, you like draw the pistol and like almost casually, like rake the burst fire up and every bullet hits along this thing's uh back blood shooting out it lets out a roar as you with your with your knowledge of like the creature are able to hit it in like a in a pretty important spot like around like you know with it if it was a enough piercing it might have like you know gotten to the heart but since you're shooting it from behind it just kind of digs into its lungs Mm -hmm. and it like screams and lets out like a like a howl and like stumbles and falls onto uh, a couple of its arms and turns towards you. Um, previously having, uh, kind of ignored you up to this point. Um, 
and uh, it like 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 seems to like kind of like soak in you like it's it's like sizing sizing you up for the first time. Uh, Roland, do you have a turn? You don't have to sound so surprised. <laughs> you know, I'm I showed up. I'm gonna <laughs> quickly scramble over onto my back and, and fire wildly. They're not really. It's a bolt action rifle. This, you can really only shoot it the one time. Um, that one time though is really wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's you know some nothing. Million dollars. Okay. Well, I've got um, a nine. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I can't count any more hits. I got, I got two, but yeah. this gun is filled with buff, and thus is less <laughs> accurate. <laughs> How much damage uh, is that? Six damage with two piercing. All right, uh, you it like turns towards uh, uh, Kinsey, kind of standing up in like a couple of its arms, like clutching its wound, and like as it's looking at you, Kinsey, a shot flies through one of its shoulders, and it lets out like another howl and turns and sees like that Roland isn't dead, <laughs> <laughs> and that it was celebrating too soon. Um, and uh, that's Roland's turn. It. Uh, I think in a, yeah, a little bit of an act of desperation, Kinsey, it's going to come flying towards you and try to gore you with its horns. Mm, excellent. Good. Yes. Exactly what I was hoping for. I vomited, I have to remember that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll take you. Right. Uh, three successes uh, with a high of eight. Okay. Uh, Kinsey, take some grit. I'll take that, okay. As this, uh, as in its active desperation, it goes its strong to get rid of all of its wound modifiers that you put on it. Yes. Uh, and it will hit you for uh, 10 damage, 6 armor piercing. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Um, you said so, 10 damage, 6 piercing? Yeah, so you take the 10 and you subtract your toughness from it, and then the remain, uh, and then 6 of that remainder goes into your hit points directly, and everything else goes to your armor. Right. Or you can take an injury. Um... All right, I'm just trying to do quick math here. All right, so, so... Yes, all right. No, I'll, I'll take it. I'm, I'm strong. So it, it rushes at you um, as you uh, kind of, like, holster your bayonet and your pistol, getting your rifle ready, and you look up, and the horn stabs into, like, your, your like, chest... Um, digging into your armor so enough that like it doesn't like pierce super far in, but enough that it sucks. Right. <laughs> As you get lifted up off the ground, you guys see like right on his chest, this thing tried to stab Kinsey in the heart. 
um, but uh, wasn't quite able to pierce deep enough to actually reach the heart with its horn. Uh, but then it like Kidzy goes rolling over this thing's back, um, and I'm gonna just roll a quick test for it. Uh, nope, it is it is uh, in the fight or flight mentality. It has chosen fight, um, and it is going to. I don't have enough grip for it to do anything else. So that's its turn. Um, uh, so it like throws you up, Kinsey, and like turns its eyes wild. It thinks it's gonna die, so it's just desperately trying to take you out because you were the thing that hurt it the most, like most recently. Uh, and it's bearing down at you. And uh, Miguel, of course, doesn't have just one gun. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, uh, Miguel. Um, uh, like with one quick press of like a clip on his sling, his giant gun just slams onto the ground, uh, and he pulls out. Um, uh, yeah, he pulls out a um, uh, a firearm, uh, not too dissimilar from yours, uh, Kinsey. It's like a modified like burst fire pistol, um, and he fires it um at this thing and uh let me just grab all of his dice with no negatives oh yeah oh yeah uh and he does yeah enough uh <laughs> uh cleanly pristine like precision shooting um uh he just drops it draws out the gun uh grips it with both hands and just do do a very controlled burst right into the chest of this thing just pop 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 right in its heart and it like stumbles forward looking at you uh kinsey its eyes meet yours it kind of reaches up with one of its hands like clutching its chest and then it <laughs> falls down like you're able just barely to roll out of the way as it's its heavy body slams down right next to you Good night, old bean. And uh, we're out of initiative. You're muted, uh, Pax. I'm going to get up really slowly. <laughs> uh, Miguel, uh, like, pulls up uh, his bandana, kind of waving at the cloud, um, and then he's going to kind of, like, Still, like, dizzy from the, like, from the, the fog that's kind of hanging around. He's going to level out his, uh, his gun that he just used to kill the skunk ape and point it at all three of you. And be like, who, who the hell messed with my gun? Who was it? Which one uh, are you? Uh, I'm going to perhaps foolishly, um, get up and start talking now in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I say, what the hell was that, Miguel? We're out here. Dangerous ground. Rufus sent you with us to keep us alive, and I vouched for you. He wanted to send the madman, but I said no. Miguel knows what he's doing, I could tell from the look on him. And you're out here, you can't even take care of your gun, and a skunk ape almost kills us? <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll. Um, we'll do it at a... a so it's, it's going to be manipulate. Um, and we'll put it at a minus... 
four. Miguel is very meticulous about his gun care. <laughs> sure. Um, so that he does, it's gonna be it's gonna take a stretch for him to believe that. Cool. I'll spend my last grit to bamboozle him. <laughs> okay. Oh, he doesn't roll that many dice. It's a, that's his shooting dice, not his. Yeah, no, dice. roll his brain, <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. Wow. Yo, that bamboozle was really good. <laughs> it's sort of the one trick I've been using a lot here. <laughs> that bamboozle just prevented a lot. Um, okay, uh, yeah, my highest is a one. Oh, great. I got two net hits. Okay. Uh, he, like, looks at you and then, like, retches a little bit, and his gun, like, lowers. Not, like, completely, but, like, enough that he's, like, not pointing it at anyone in particular. And he looks around, and he's like, what? Um, I, I did cut out. You said he wanted to send the madman, um, and then what else? Uh, but I said, no, send Miguel. I can tell from the look of him, he knows what he's doing. And then you said a thing about, like, and a skunk ape. Like, and a skunk, like and then a skunk ape almost killed us because you can't take care of your gun. Cool. Uh, so you like his his like eyes flip down to his gun, like on the ground. And he looks to you, and he goes, <laughs> "Let's get out of this cloud." And he holsters his pistol, uh, grabbing the sling of his heavy uh, firearm, pulls it up, and goes walking out of the like radius where this cloud is kind of lingering and slowly dissipating. Okay, I will walk over there. And pick up half my armor. <laughs> Walk over there and pick up the other half of my armor. <laughs> and only then will I follow him. Uh, Pax and Kinsey? I'm going to take a moment to clear my head and then I will follow. Okay. Kinsey's just going to follow, basically, basically leaning on his horse for support, putting all of his weight on it. Otherwise, he won't be able to walk. Uh, yeah, so Miguel gets um, nearby a tree, leans his massive gun up against it, and like looks at the part that broke. And he, you can see he's like it's like he's doing calculations in his head, uh, trying to remember. And he's like trying to blink out like this stuff. And like now that you guys have exited the cloud, you you know like you're not like your stomach isn't just like doing somersaults, but the smell is still there. It's on you. Um, and he's like, ugh, ugh, and he's like trying to like ignore the smell and he's like wiping his face he's looking at his gun and he goes hey none, none of y'all went near my gun what you think we would sabotage you're clearly the most capable fighter here and like obviously Pax can handle herself and Kinsey's got some training but like what possible reason would any of us have to sabotage our best protection in this skunk ape infested land, I say, thinking it's the truth. <laughs> uh, he he goes no, hey, bro. Uh, what's what's your last name, Roland? Uh, Hollis. Hollis, get get over here. Get over here. Look at this. I don't know what you know about guns. And he kind of rotates the barrel and he goes, but that piece there, 
That piece ain't old enough to break. All right? Somebody somebody tampered with my guns. And if it weren't you, maybe it was one of the two of you. He says to Kinsey and Pax. Well, hold on, let me let me take a look at this. Let me let me see what's going on here. Um, I would like to examine his gun. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll machinery. Let's see what you know about it. Okay. Um, I maybe know a little. Oh, that explodes. Okay. Um, that's two hits. Cool. Um, it is pristinely taken care of. Um, and like, uh, uh, you, you can tell, like, glancing over at the piece on the ground, like, it is, like, it, he's definitely true. Like, it shouldn't have broken. He definitely takes very good care of his guns. He cleans, he, like, takes them apart and reassembles them all the time. And the way in which it broke does not match, like, a way of, like, natural wear and tear. It's, like, it's not, like, clearly sabotage, but because it's Miguel Reyes, it's clearly sabotage. <laughs> sure. Well, like, see... Now look at this here, right? You can see. You don't. You don't think the madman sabotaged your gun in camp that night, after after I convinced Rufus to send you with us, do you? Uh, yeah. Let's do manipulate on that. <laughs> uh, take a minus two. Uh, okay, you are up against an eight. Um, I, I have one nine, and then I rolled four twos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he looks at you and goes, like, it's like, you see him, like, almost concerned for, like, the briefest of seconds, he goes, what? No, no, that, that don't make any sense. Why would the madman want this damn detail? With the three of you? I mean... No offense there, but look at you. All right, all right, look, hey. Something weird out with my gun. I'm going to get to the bottom of it one way or another. But, uh, you're right. It don't make any damn sense for you to go and, and do that when I'm your primary protection. And he kind of gives, like, a slight glance towards Pax. And you, Roland, can tell that out of all the people, he's only suspicious of Pax because Pax, like... While Kinsey was definitely incredibly helpful, Pax was, like, the most competent through that fight. So he thinks, like, Pax is the one who can most clearly handle herself. Um, so he gets, like, a little suspicious of her. Um, but then he goes, but whatever, we're, it, it couldn't have been the madman. That'd be, well, that'd be crazy. No, you're right. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's too crazy. Even, even for the madman. <laughs> And he goes, uh, McCharlotte. He snaps his fingers as he's like wiping his eyes. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, how can I help? Did you see I which way them horses went? I saw a couple of them go northwards, I think. All right. Roland Pax, you stay here. McCharlotte, with me. Let's get them horses back. Yes, we should we should probably look for some uh, some kind of first aid type things in the wild as we look for the horses as well. I want to get us on our transport so we can make it to the make it to town on time. 
Yes, well, on about a scale of one to ten, I'm hovering around one currently. So it's <laughs> also a little bit important. Yes. All right, take a seat. Rest up. I'll go get the damn horses. If any of y'all aren't here when I come back, I will find you. I have no doubt. And he, uh, he looks at his uh, his big gun, takes the magazine out, like the drum off of it, <laughs> and puts it in his like saddlebag, and then like straps it onto the side of his horse, and like grabs some more ammo for his pistol, and then he goes walking into the woods by himself, and the three of you are alone with two horses. Does anyone? Does anyone have cubes of really any kind? Anything will do. My clothes are destroyed, as are, I believe, many of my my internal parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got uh, three machinery cubes, but I, I I do need to use those on my armor as well. As you're not the only one who's been completely decimated in that arena. Sure. No. Hey, that was a great shot with the pistol. Oh, yes, I got there eventually. That damn bayonet kept getting in my way. Sure, sure, sure. And you so, weren't so bad yourself, you shot off a hole. You know, I fancy myself a bit of a crack shot in, in the moment. Um, Does anyone have... Um, no, sorry, hold on, that's not the question I meant to ask. I asked that one already. Um, <laughs> did so? Did you sabotage his gun? I think didn't Pax? You told uh, uh, Roland, right? I think so. Because you you woke uh, him up. Sorry, the yeah, that's yeah. the concussion talking. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. No. Um. Okay. Cool. So the cubes then. <laughs> yeah. No cubes. None of you have first aid cubes, right? I have I three first aid cubes. I don't have any cubes. Three okay. first aid and three machinery. Can we break down night vision goggles into a first aid cube? No. Okay. <laughs> then I definitely don't have any first aid cubes. Sure. I mean, you know, I've studied yeah. a bit of medicine here and there. Yes, you're going to attempt to do something with those first aid cubes? Yeah, I will attempt to heal, I guess. Well, first, do, any, do either of you know first aid? Yes, absolutely. No, like, good, well? Good amount of field dressing, it's not horrible. No. That's actually quite good at first aid, myself. Okay, Kinsey, here's what I think we do. First... You're going to use a first aid cube on me. Sure. And then I'm going to use a first aid cube on you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it goes, shall we? Uh, right. Can I assist him in using a first aid cube on me? Yeah, it's a little harder to assist while the, met the while it's being done on yourself, so take a minus one. Okay. Ah, I don't help. <laughs> hey. He tries. <laughs> But mostly his wounds are, uh, like, on his back. He's got, like, cracked ribs and spines and, and shit like that. Well, I don't have help either. I've got no hits. Okay, that heals one hit point. 14, a 14, and an 18. Aha. Now, are we 
I think we're taking a breather, yes? Uh, yeah, you guys will have taken a breather, so this will be, you all heal two hit points right now. Okay. Well, between sitting here and Kinsey, <laughs> I've reduced the single wound modifier, and if I ever have two, I'm dead. So, Kinsey, let's work on you now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Kinsey, you're going to try to assist uh, Roland, yeah, so you can roll on a minus one. We'll see how many successes you get, and that will affect Roland's roll. That is three successes. Oh, okay. Now <laughs> well, here we go. Uh, at a plus three. All successes, actually. Sorry. Oh, that makes experience. a difference. Um, and then that explodes. That didn't help. Uh, that's three hits. All right. Uh, so that's four hit points back to you, Kinsey. Well, thank you very much. Very well done. Yeah. You studied the medicine quite well. Kinsey kind of puts like a brace on your like ribs. Uh, it's a little helpful, um, uh, but also a little restrictive, um, Roland. And then uh, you turn to uh, Kinsey, and he like opens up his armor. He's got like a deep bleeding hole in his chest. Oh, that one's easy. You just sort of stuff it up. (laughs) Yeah, it's a much more straightforward thing. So you, like, put a bunch of... You sterilize it, put a bunch of gauze on it, do a little bit of stitching, and then wrap it up nice and and tight. Um, And Pax, are you... Did you get... I'll be fine for now. Okay. Now, does anyone have any machinery cubes? As you can see, my clothing is in halves, which... If it were the other way, it would be fine, but it's sort of long ways. This is a crop top. <laughs> if only it had ripped it this way. <laughs> yes, yes, give it here, give it here. Do you, do you know machinery well? Well, I'd say on a scale of... Scale of oh, one, one to thirteen. One to thirteen. I'm about an eleven. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let me let me help. Yeah. Cool. Well, no negatives for you, Roland, because you can take your armor off and do it. It's not like healing yourself. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. There. Uh. Yeah. You get a plus two. Excellent. Give me that. Give me that. And out. Ooh. Well, that is one success. That heals four armor points. Ah, wearable. <laughs> the armor gets put back together. <laughs> um, and your armor, Kinsey, is is it um? It's uh, it's it's quite decimated. It's mostly just patches left. Yeah, um, let me let me help you out with that one. Oh, I'll help you helping me out. Well, I don't... That's what you're doing while they're while they're being chummy, chummy. <laughs> I'm wondering if I should offer them the extra set of armor I have. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, um, I guess I'll not go out of line sight, like eye line sight, uh, line of sight. There we go. Um, but I will sort of look what's ahead. Um, or around. You're gonna like do a little, a little bit of scouting. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not like naturey, so like. Yeah, I I'm think not I... gonna like poke anything if it looks like. Oh, she's frozen. Wow. Oh no, she poked something. <laughs> she did. She poked something. All right. Well, she's she's doing some scouting, so she she kind of like stays within the line of sight, but like goes around the the area, like in the woods. Uh, what did you do on your uh, on your patching up of McCharlotte's armor? It's a plus three for you, old Beam. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know armor repair. Uh, that's three hits. So that's that's a you you were being assisted, right? So that's six armor back to you. Thank Kinsey. you very much. Yeah, some of our skills match up. Yeah, I don't know what happened to uh, to Addie. Hmm. Oh, she died. <laughs> so she poked something, and you never touch anything in a forest. <clears throat> All right, so after a little bit of time. Uh, oh, Miguel. Oh, sure. While Addie's gone, we all get an XP um, because I talked Miguel out of conflict with us. Yep, that's one XP. Did we hit any other triggers? Um, not unless you count helping shoot a skunk ape as uh, showing how to survive in the wild to someone. Uh. I don't. I don't think so. You guys can come out super on top there. If hey, you like slam dunked that that skunk ape, if you were just like pow, that's how you survive in the wild. Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't the the cleanest of fights. So now, I may I may go back and gather uh, see if there are any parts that are sellable saleable for later. Perhaps the skunk ape horn or the the stink gland. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll. A survival test. Cool. Um, it's a pretty fresh kill. The cloud is gone. I don't think there's going to be any negatives for this. Good to hear. Good to hear. Especially because it didn't take a lot of like little damage. It took like a like it got like its pelts kind of like messed up a little bit, <laughs> but like um, like the horns and like the glands, they're they're pretty intact because the dam the like it took. Uh, like two really big hits near the end that finished it off. Everything else was like little chip damage. Oh, that is. Um, Pax, if you want to roll an observe test, you can. I'm going to play to the gallery uh, on that one, so you may take a grit. Okay. Sorry. Oh, all of you can take a grit, by the way. You survived a life threatening situation. Yes. Also, was someone threatened with violence? Yeah, all of you were, with the violence of a skunk ape. And was an open fight avoided through underhanded means when Roland convinced Miguel not to kill us? No, but you did get an XP for him doing that because he talked Miguel out of conflict. That... I okay. mean, the underhanded me I did gaslight him a bit, which feels like the most underhanded means. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, no, no. I think it's specifically talking about of conflict, not avoiding an open ha uh, fight through underhanded. Okay. So you can get my XP, but not your XP. Got it, <laughs> yeah. got it. 
that's that's three successes for Kins, yeah. For your survival to yeah, take a this gun cape. So uh you managed to actually get a decent amount of the pelt um uh that's like not super messed up. Um so you guys watch as uh after kind of patching themselves up, um uh Pax still roll your reserve test. Oh, sure. Um uh so I guess mostly it's Roland at first and packs from a distance watches as like Kinsey pulls out a knife, moves on the dead skunk ape, kind of spreads it out and starts skinning it. Uh, and you're able to get like a, a decent pelt, not like a full pelt, but like a decent, like some chunks. Sure. And, uh, uh, you kind of roll those up and tie them together with some twine and then you get to work on the actual, like, more valuable things. You you uh, remove the horns, one of which is is somewhat damaged, but you do get like uh, one good horn. And then uh, and then with three, you will be able to get like. <laughs> there's a point like you get like one of the glands pretty safely, and you like kind of like bottle it up, and you go for the other <laughs> gland. And as you like, oh, oh, it's hitting your mic. <laughs> oh, I realized. Uh, and as, uh, as you go for like, uh, your third gland, you, you puncture it and you're like, no, 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 no. And you're like, jump back as like, it squirts up in the air (laughs) and you manage to avoid it. But like, there's like a lingering cloud around the body and then it like dissipates and you're able to like get some like chunks of meat, like the parts that are palatable enough. Um, established i can make a mean jerky out of about anything yeah 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 you, you're able to make some jerky out of some of this i will not eat any stink jerky <laughs> <laughs> uh and so you kind of like salt and pack those up and uh yeah you don't do like a uh, like your best work uh uh taking apart this uh animal but um yeah so you can put in your inventory skunk ape horn uh, and uh, like a single skunk ape horn and a single uh, and two skunk ape glands. Um. And then uh, I guess you can put in your inventory like a rudimentary skunk ape pelt. Right? It's a low quality pelt, basically. Sure. <laughs> I certainly feel like I've learned a lot watching Kinsey go to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will instruct you as I do as I do some of these things, you know, just to. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You, so yeah, you you tell him if you if Kinsey and Pat if Kinsey and Roland talk while you're doing this, you know. I can't imagine Kinsey not talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kinsey, you're able to like kind of like walk Roland through like you know what you need is like if you can get the glands intact like they they can be used for all sorts of different things and you kind of like talk about that a little bit well with your skill in first aid um you you know you talk a little bit about that you and then like you're like and then some people like to use the horns for like weaponry you know ornate stuff like that and um yeah someone has shown how to survive in the wild you can all get an xp <laughs> <laughs> uh what did you get on your observe test, um, packs? Two hits. Um, Two? Yeah, seven high, so not not super. Okay, uh, you you like scan around and everything. You you think it's it's pretty clear. The skunk ape seemed to be acting alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and yeah, you you uh, you kind of like secure the perimeter basically, and you can see like Kinsey like taking apart the skunk ape uh, off in the distance through the trees. Um, doesn't seem like there's any immediate threats or anything like that. Uh, you know, there's still a, a decent chunk of wooded area left between you and Moorbank. Um, uh, cause Moorbank is right on the other side of this kind of, uh, these woods. Um, so you're able to rejoin the group just as Kinsey is finishing up, uh, getting what he can from the, from the ape. And then you guys, uh, have just a little bit of time before, um, uh, Miguel returns. So the skunk ape didn't get him, clearly. No, it super didn't. I don't... It didn't really hit him at all with its powerful fists or mighty horn. <laughs> yes, it must have been nice. So does that leave it to us, then? Is it our responsibility sometime between now and making it back to the group? Well, I, I don't know. I think I, I might have, you know, started driving a wedge. He might be more useful alive for the time being. I was hoping you were going to say that, quite frankly. He's quite he's much better with a gun than I am. I'm quite good. Pax your thoughts. <laughs> um well I think Keep talking. I think that uh, he's susceptible to your words. I guess I don't know. I uh, I <laughs> if that thing had hurt him, killed him, that would be a different story. But as it is, I think we just hope that he. Decides that his friends hate him. Sure. Rely on that silver tongue of yours. Sure, and I mean, we don't even really know if they're friends. He I'm might. Pretty sure they're friends. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think of it as making him convince him, convincing him his friends hate him. I think of it as convincing him the murderers he hangs out want to kill him. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that is the shortest stretch imaginable, sure, yes. Well, it's more that maybe he thought they were his friends, but they're not. Sure. All brought together in by circumstance than anything. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, yes, that's what our, our group has done. Okay, sure, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh... It's an uncomfortable parallel. <laughs> <laughs> I should get it out of the way, I suppose. I'm not planning on killing either of you. Thank Hopefully you for the feeling so upfront. <laughs> You're welcome. I try to be straightforward. And I do hope I... that you would extend the same courtesy to me uh, uh, within whatever capacity you're willing to present that. I'm I'm not really capable of killing either of you, so that's what I'll say here in this moment. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I can't imagine a situation in which I would want to kill you yeah. or you. So. We really are on the first steps to friendship then. All right, I'm going to take it on faith that you all just did some excellent role playing <laughs> and everyone gets one at, uh, one grit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ask the chat. They were here. They saw it all. I was going to say we should <laughs> have to vote. That grit was unwarranted. Post it right now. <laughs> I now. thought their role playing was middling at best. <laughs> all right. So, um, as uh, uh, Pax is kind of keeping a lookout, so Pax, you're able to, like, stop your discussion before, like, Miguel makes it back. Uh, and sure enough, Miguel actually does return with the with the, two of the horses. Um, pulls them back in. Uh, he's still, like, kind of wiping. The smell is still on all of you. Like, it, it sucks. It's real bad. It's just, like, you kind of, like... At this point, since it's not like a lingering cloud, you're starting to get like a little used to it. But you will—you're not going to like ign- like it's there, and you're aware of it. <laughs> and it's bad, and you don't like it, and you're this like, it would is... be better if this wasn't going on. <laughs> this one is your horse. It has your vomit on it. Right. No, I—I can—I can tell. I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, horse. <laughs> Do you do people apologize to horses? I don't know. Don't answer that question. It's a dumb question. It nips at your hand a little bit. Ah, maybe I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Miguel goes. All right. We're not too far from Moorbank. I say we make it the rest of the way. It's on the shore of a river. We can wash ourselves there when we get there. Come on, let's keep moving. Great. We do. Y'all hop back on your horses and continue on your way. Um, And, uh, you know, you work your way through the forest and it's relatively um, uneventful. Uh, No more skunk apes attack. Um, And as you guys are getting uh, pretty close to Moorbank. It's like another, we'll say like six hours of travel. Um, and about like an hour or so out of Moorbank, um, you enter like a big clearing in the forest. And um, given your particular background, Kinsey, um, I, uh, you, you can roll survival. Um, are you keeping an eye out for threats and stuff like that? Or are you, uh, are you kind of like just taking it easy, trying to recover from that fight? Oh, I mean, since we were just attacked by something in the wild, I think I will be keeping an eye out for attacks, you know, just in case. Uh, so this will just be at a minus two. Just a minus two, actually. I mean, like if you were taking a nap on the horse. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, can't rerun you. Mm-hmm. Ah, that is one success. I have seven. Okay. Going off, old Kinsey. So you enter, um, uh, you guys enter this clearing. It's got, like, thickets of, um, of, like, uh, concentrated vegetation, like, all throughout. 
and uh, they're like kind of these like long leafed um, uh, like plant like things um, throughout um, all of uh, uh, all of this area. It's kind of thick, you know, tall grass almost. And there's little there's little beads and buds of of like flowers and stuff. Um, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um, it's because I think me and Addy, sorry, me and Addy, the people have recognized what has happened. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have encountered this yet. Um, you don't know why, Kinsey, but as you guys kind of enter, Miguel's leading the way, you're just a little bit behind him. You, you like, your instincts kick in. Something, something isn't safe here. You can't quite, like, it's more like a, a feeling than a, like, uh, being able to identify exactly what it is. It's like, because Miguel's kind of like like going forward calmly, um, and you realize there's a threat. So my question to you, Kinsey, is: Do you kind of like hold back and let Miguel continue forward, um, or do you stop like the whole group as a whole? Yes, yes. My plan was to to hold up a hand and tell the other two to to perhaps uh, proceed with caution if proceeding at all. But you don't communicate anything to Miguel. Not to Miguel. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, uh, Pax and Roland, you see as uh, Kinsey rolls, holds up a hand and kind of like tells you to like slow down. Like he's like something's off. And um, do what do you the two of you do as Miguel continues trotting forward? I attempt to slow down. Cool, Pax. Um. I'll move up to uh, I'll move up to just in front of Kinsey. Um, like okay. keep moving forward, but very slowly. Yes, sure, I, sure, sure. I, I will say my plan was to uh, hold us back just perhaps enough distance so that if uh, we can swing in heroically and save him from the danger. It would be possible, but just not, you know, that more more as a tactic to get him to trust us rather than for something ill to befall him. Also, okay. I swear if this turns into a, like an R-Tax situation, I will hurt you. So I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> is that a never-ending story? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware of your situation when it comes to horses. I somewhat regret giving you guys horses. <laughs> I have to purely GM Fiat horses being okay most of the time <laughs> so that Addy will continue to speak to me. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, the horse trots forward with Miguel on top. And um, as they kind of get into this, like, this, like, tall, grassy, like, little, little flower beddy like, uh, field... Um, uh, right as like the horse like gets in just a little bit it's for its two uh, front hooves uh, going in and parting some of the grass and then it steps down at one point and just a massive burst of movement happens as uh, one of the plants just un, un like without any sort of preamble or anything just shoots up out of the ground like a giant fucking bursting 
uh, uh, thing. Um, like the the speed of like a, a freight train shooting up, and it goes up like. 12, 15, 18 feet up in the air, spreading out in the beautiful, uh, almost like um, peacock plume spread, um, shooting Miguel and his horse up into the air. The horse lets out uh, a pained whinny uh, and falls on its side. Um, but because Miguel was leaning over to the left of the horse... <laughs> Uh, messing with his stirrup, he takes the brunt of the hit. <laughs> and, and the, the horse, horse gets up and says, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so the, the stalk of this massive, suddenly appearing huge plant um, shoots into, like, mostly into Miguel, hitting him right in the chest, like, with the with the force of, like, just, like, a raging Ache right in his chest. He goes flying up in the air, spiraling out of control. The horse gets slammed off to the side um, uh, and its legs like kick as it like makes itself able to stand back up. And um, uh, I'm going to, I got to roll a thing for, for Miguel real quick. But not his horse. Not his horse. His horse is fine. That's bad. And Miguel uh, goes tumbling down, lands on the ground, and then poof, again, oh, another stop. <laughs> um, in that moment, in this, in the, in the mere second it took Miguel to land on the ground, the giant stalk that uh, knocked him off his horse is already beginning to wilt and decay and shrink. And then a second sock shoots up in the same brilliance and, and vibrancy up to like 20, 22 feet tall. And Miguel goes spinning violently outward and slams in right and like right by your horses, like kind of surpassing and falling behind you. His body like ravaged with uh, uh, with like injury as he slams into a tree, multiple bones broken, bruising and blood everywhere. Um, and, uh, then the second, uh, the second plant, um, begins to start to wilt and shrink and, and mold into the ground. Um, yeah, uh, Miguel is now, uh, motionless, clumped in a heap against a tree. Holy shit. I thought it was just a drug farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get off... Upon seeing this, Kinsey, you are able to identify what it was. You're like, ah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't able to, like, piece it together fast enough to, like, you know what was going to happen. But as soon as you saw it, it was like, right. Um, uh, this is a field of jumping yuckies. Jumping yuckies. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, uh, they are um, plants that once they become ripe, um, kind of become, like, pressure-sensitive uh, to whether they enter their next stage of life, which is also their last stage of life, which is blossoming. Um, should any creature step on them, they uh, fire from the ground, as you just saw, violently destroying pretty much any creature that's standing on top of them, uh, letting that body become fertilizer for the seeds that then spread into the field. <laughs> is Miguel dead? <laughs> I'm gonna get off. I guess I'm gonna get off my horse and walk over there to check his pulse because 
That's about the extent of first aid that I know. A very faint pulse. Even with your very minor skill in first aid, you imagine uh, if Miguel is not given medical treatment immediately, he will die. Damn, and we just used all our first aid cubes. Mm, I do have one. We just used all our first aid cubes. <laughs> but I I have... There's just... There's no way we could save him. Is he conscious? Can I tell? Uh, heart, uh, well, you can roll first aid to try and tell if he's conscious. Does he... Hey, Miguel, are you awake? <laughs> Does he have any first aid cubes on him? Uh, so he doesn't, most of his gear is in, uh, his horse's saddlebags. His horse, though, is pretty well trained, so it doesn't go running off. It kicks back onto its feet, moves away from the tall plant, like, the plant, like, grass and buds and everything, and, like, pulls back, and, and, like, uh, is, like, nearby, and you're able to, like, approach it, and it doesn't run from you, and you're able to check the saddlebags. There are first aid supplies inside his saddlebags. Uh, Uh, I got two hits on first aid. Uh, he, at this moment, is in his overflow. Um, he may be drifting in and out of consciousness. Uh, it's hard to say how much of what happens next he will remember. Sure. Um, so I will just in hushed tones over to, you know, keeping my face away from him in case dying Miguel can read lips. Um, (laughs) just... Uh, now it's sort of quite literally do or die on um, on him. I, uh, I could go either way. It, I feel it'd be more dangerous to return to the gang without him than to perhaps try and save him and, uh, again, you know, use our methods to turn him against the rest of the gang. It'd be good to have an ally. Pax, your thoughts? We'll say you, Pax. <laughs> Pax uh, pulling out like a, a couple first aid cubes from the... Uh... <laughs> one for, one against, you're the tiebreaker. Well, I said I could go either way. So, so does that make you the tiebreaker then? Well, I guess we'll find out. Does he, does he have any um, like healing tonics or is it all like first aid cubes? Oh, he for sure has healing tonics. I'll give a, I'll I'll give him a healing tonic. Right, without consulting the two of you. I mean, uh, I heard them talking. Yeah, but they they turn to you and ask, "What do you think?" Packs you you shove like the the first aid uh, cube against like uh, Kinsey's chest and hold up a tonic and go walking towards uh, the now raspy breathing of Miguel as uh, it seems like one of his lungs may have just collapsed. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not for this whole suffering thing. So it's either like putting him out of his misery or seeing if this healing tonic works. So. Well said. Okay. So you, you go up next to him. He's, like one good eye looking at you very conscious at this moment as you approach uh, and um, uncork the healing tonic and he kind of like opens his mouth and turns to the side 
and you pour the healing tonic uh, into his throat, and uh, he starts coughing, and then <gasps> takes like a full breath. As you can tell, that the like the uh, the properties of this tonic are beginning to work on his insides, and uh, yeah, he heals enough to not be in his overflow um, at this point. But his body is still like ravaged and in and much in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'll hoist him up on it, like, sideways onto his horse. Sure, sure, yeah. He'll, he'll, like, he gets, like, one arm that has, seems to have some strength left in it and, like, holds on, like, shakily to your shoulders as you, like, pull him up. And he's like, thank, thank you. Remember, we could have let you die. And... <laughs> Uh, man, I was about to be like, damn, that's mean, but I do remember that last session he told each of you separately that he will leave you to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you you hoist him up. He doesn't say anything to that, just lets out like a grunt as you like get him up on, on over the horse, uh, which is already starting to eat some of the grass. Not the tall, scary grass. <laughs> uh, and then I'll um, like, not in like a mean way, but like, tie him onto the horse so that it, when he inevitably passes sure. out or sleeps or whatever, he doesn't, you know, he's... Die he's, of horse falling. Yeah. Who knows how much damage he'll take the next time that he falls off that horse. <laughs> horse, though? Pretty fine. Um... <laughs> I give the three remaining healing tonics to the horse. <laughs> yeah, it lasts up the first one like happily and you see like some bruising like and matted fur like kind of clear and you try to give the other one it's like no <laughs> <laughs> uh i i say we go around at this clearing i don't know about you it's not a bad idea now how much would those seeds be worth before they get buried in the ground there your life i think <laughs> well i mean aside from that obviously so, so jumping yuckies, um, they, or Yuki, um, they don't actually have a ton of value. You know, as like a trapper and like kind of a military man that like on a budget, you can make some like perimeter security with jumping yuckies. Sure. Um, but they require more maintenance. You know, you need to like, if, if you're not like, if critters are not frequently like uh, uh, wandering into them once they've fully ripened, um, then uh, then they'll just kind of wilt out and die. So like you have to keep like feeding it basically, <laughs> um, um, and keeping the the soil fertile and like reproducing the uh, um, the seeds. And then on top of that, the thing is like when one jumping yucky does burst, it releases like a ton of seeds. Um, which is why this field has gotten so big. This field probably, you know, not too long ago was just one jumping yucky. <laughs> and it has since like become like this large clearing. Um, so the seeds are not invaluable. Like they, they have some value, but they're not like super sought after because it's kind of a niche market. Um, but like you could still try to get some. It's just I not going to be the personal use. I will start to, uh, if I can get some that, aren't too far deep inside the field. I'll get, get, get a few seeds. Sure. All right. Go ahead and roll a survival test. Right. Don't forget the extra reliability or in the plus one from your survival kit. Oh, uh, the plus one, I forgot last time. So I get the plus one, but I, I get an extra reliability, so I get two reliability? 
<laughs> Goodness. Just sort of wading into the literal minefield for, for seeds. For personal use. Not, not for money. You never know how useful it could be. Well, that I'll, I'll jump in your case. Right, so then there's an explosion. Three. Four. Yes, that's five. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch, like, as you're getting, like, uh, Miguel situated, you glance in. And Kinsey is, like, 12 feet deep into this field. Because, uh, Kinsey, you're so able to identify, now that you know what you're looking for, you're able to identify which of these yuckies is uh, ripe and which isn't. So you know where it's safe to step. And you get the whole, like, all of the seeds. You're able to pick <laughs> up the entire batch of seeds. Kinsey McCharlotte... Put 50 jumping yucky seeds in your oh, inventory. Oh, <laughs> as, uh, as you watch him just like casually leaning down and pulling up and like putting in a seed and then walking like three feet into the field and then leaning down, picking up another seed. And like you get Miguel situated long before he's done, but he seems incredibly confident as he is uh, just waltzing through this field. How, um, how how big are these flowers uh, when they're not shooting out of the ground? Like, how uh, much soil does it look like they need? Uh, they're they're a little bit above knee height, so they need a, a pretty big pot of soil. Like, uh, like if you ever had, like, a banana tree in your house or something, like a, a pot of soil that would, like, take, like, a little, a little bit of lifting to move, like a barrel almost. Okay. So, not grenades. <laughs> <laughs> no, not grenades. <laughs> Catapult ammo, maybe. <laughs> Something to think of down the line. That's a great way to just, to see just catapult fully ripen, jumping yuckies at people. That's great. Um, yeah, Kinsey, take an extra grit. All right. I, if there's anything that's gritty, I think it's wading into a literal natural minefield and collecting seeds for more mines. <laughs> <laughs> Just never know they could be useful, you know? Yeah, and then Kinsey confidently walks out of the field uh, with a sack full of seeds. All right, I suppose we could go if you're all ready. Yes, let's, let's go around now. Are oh, you sure we do to try and pick your way through? I'm yep. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys continue on the way. Uh, and in just a couple hours, you start the, the woods start getting a little thinner. The trees start getting a little uh, thinner and shorter and more uh, spread apart. Um, and eventually, uh, as the sun is starting to set and it's getting kind of dark, you hear the... Uh, the the stream uh, of, uh, of a river and as you kind of clear out of the forest you are able to see the lights of Moorbrook um, the town of Moorbrook is small and simple 
It's comprised of a single curving road that follows the bank of a very wide river. One side of the road uh, is made up almost entirely of a series of docks, some of which you can see are occupied currently by large river barges. Um, just after the docks, at the on the end of town, is a tall, like two-story, uh, wide building with, uh, or three-story, we'll say, uh, wide building with worn, weather, weathered signage that identifies it as the Moorbank Trading Post and General Store. Um, the other side, across the muddy thoroughfare, uh, is an unimpressive line of buildings that make up the rest of the town. There are a few residences you can you can spot. Um, there's also a tattered-looking hotel placed directly next to the even less or even more ramshackle Pearl Saloon. Uh, there's also an old LRC tower with exposed wiring in its upper workings that sits directly across from the trading post. Uh, and it's uh, even in the moonlight shadows uh, a relatively small laundry and bathhouse. Uh, the entire town, even in the dark, based on the like little bit of lights it has in front of each building, you're able to tell this entire town is in need of a pressure wash and a fresh coat of paint. Mm. Um, you also mark the lack of a sheriff's office, which is something that's kind of more common in the Badlands towns, like smaller Badlands towns than garden towns, but is not entirely unlikely in the smaller settlements. Um... What do you do? Uh, Miguel is still, his breathing has kind of like stabilized. Um, you also still very clearly smell just putrid. Let's go jump in a river. I, I am. I go jump in a river. <laughs> so uh, uh, Roland kicks his horse forward and the horse rushes forward and Roland jumps off and you actually Roland you rush run ahead of your horse and get in the water kind of like pulling off some of your clothes to like wash them and the horse like right behind you goes in and starts like dipping its head in and washing itself and kind of lays down in the shallows and like rolls around um you even see Miguel's horse kind of stands on the bank not sure what to do um I guess we'll get Miguel down off of the horse, but um, lay him on the like bank, um, and then also I will uh, wash in the river as long as it doesn't look like it's you know like as dirty. Basically, like it's less dirty than you are. Okay, <laughs> it has a. It's not a super strong. Um, uh, flow at least where like on the on the shores um, it seems like it's probably a deep wide river um, uh, but in general um, I mean it's it's a little muddy it's fresh but like uh, this area seems particularly muddy uh, but it's still just like it's like what little bit of grit and dirt you get from the wash is totally worth the uh, removal of the smell of the skunk cape. <laughs> Yes, Kinsey will do the same. He'll take off all of his clothes and do a quick laundry as well. All right. Um, so you do uh, a rudimentary fix. You you think, like, it, you guys still kind of smell a little bit? 
um, it's like lingering a little bit. You would need, you know, probably multiple washes and mm. like heavy soap uh, to like really clean yourself. But you get enough that like you at least aren't like carrying around with you like a, just a wafting like circumference of <laughs> of like just like disgusting smell. Um, if someone was going to get offended by your scent, they'd have to at least be like close enough to like have a casual conversation with you. <laughs> what now? Uh, yeah, so we get clean, and then, um, I suppose, hmm. no, you know what, I might come back here at some point in my life, I will put on a disguise of some kind, just, you know, like a wide brim hat, and sunglasses, and a beard, and a duster. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> So, <laughs> see this guy. This guy's distinct. This look, they'll remember this. Make it easier to come back is not this. All right. So, uh, um, yeah, go ahead and roll a blend test for me, in case it comes up. Uh, so as as he's drying himself off, uh, Roland uh, dons a disguise before heading into town. Um, after he's done with the disguise, what, so what'd everyone do? Not sure we should meet up with Salvador with, uh, with an injured contact. Maybe we, but perhaps we should take him to a doctor of some sort? Um, why don't we just get a room for the night? Hmm, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I got four hits. Cool, you have a very good disguise. He does not look like, uh like himself at all. <laughs> yeah, I reckon Room for the Night's probably the best bet. You don't have to do the voice. It's okay. Well, there's really just no telling who's out for a stroll on a night like this, you know. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you attempting to get a room in the Pearl Saloon, or are you attempting to get a room in the Tattered Hotel? Which looks less shitty? <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a matter of perspective for a saloon. <laughs> <laughs> the Pearl Saloon is less shitty. Um, for a hotel, the Moorbank Hotel is way worse on the quality scale. Yeah, saloon. Okay. Um, this as is you... the saloon that we're supposed to go to, yes? That's right. Yeah. Um, as the um, uh, you approach the saloon, you can hear music and, and jovial voices. Um, you come uh, uh, walking in. Do you do you just carry Miguel in, or is it like kind of a like scattered thing? Well, I suppose we could weekended Bernie. Is it? You got to have a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Uh, you know, I seen that play in Alonistead, and it it didn't it, it did stretch, you know, a bit of the suspension of disbelief, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of theater; it makes you suspend your disbelief. Right, and I'm saying it didn't do such a great job. Now the sequel, what with the Voodoo Witch? Now that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'll get us 
a room. Yeah, and then, you know, we can go up maybe the back way. Something like that. Uh, right. Yeah, I think that's probably best. Yes, um, I'll just feel silver tongue. Yeah. So, roll ahead and blow. Oh, wait, no. First, I do one other thing. I go into Miguel's pack and I find his spurs. Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, Miguel has uh, 26 spurs on him. Cool. I'm going to grab 10 of those and I'll look at Miguel. You don't mind if I, if I just take these, right? He's unconscious right now. <laughs> uh, it is so great to obtain things using only words as my currency. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> get an XP. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Now I'm going to go obtain a room with currency as my currency. <laughs> uh, so you enter the saloon, um, Roland. Uh, the Pearl Saloon's interior aesthetic unfortunately matches its exterior aesthetic to some degree. <laughs> the patterned wallpaper is aged, desaturated, and torn in various places. You can even mark some bullet holes. Um, the wooden floorboards are just permanently stained with mud and possibly blood in some spots. Um, and they kind of like seem like they're perpetually kind of like wet. Um, men in the... <laughs> Men and women of varying attractiveness linger around the saloon in revealing silk clothing, offering companionship to any wanting patrons. Uh, there's a large coned speaker at the end of the bar that pipes out a warbling but jaunty tune at an uncomfortable volume. Uh, now, the saloon isn't full to the gills with drunkards, but there are more than enough people here to create a very lively and charged environment. Um, specifically, a group of eight to ten patrons uh, off on the side of the room are particularly rambunctious. They're cheering, shouting, and arguing over a large, round, high-rise table around which they're all standing. Um, they are standing too close for you to currently get a good look at what seems to be entertaining them, but they do kind of draw your attention for a second. Uh, and then there is a couple drunks chatting, uh, cheering. There's like two people arm wrestling at the end of the bar, and uh, there's a bartender just like serving beer after beer. All right. Well, uh, I'll you know flip up my flip up sunglasses, and, uh, <laughs> head over to the bartender. Howdy. Gonna need some rooms for the night. All right. How many rooms? Well, four. You got four rooms. How many rooms you got? He's it set for a second. I got four open rooms. Great. A spur per room. Uh, do you, uh, any, you and any of your companions, if any of your companions or yourself wish companionship, it's going to cost you extra, and you can work that out with uh, uh, the person of your choice. Great. Uh, well, here's four spurs, uh, and I will take the, the keys to those rooms, if you don't mind. Yep. Yeah. And he goes over and... Uh, pulls out like a drawer, rummages around, pulls out uh, four keys, slaps on the table, and he goes, and he looks around and goes, the other three? Oh, yeah, a buddy of mine got socked right in the face by a skunk ape, so yeah, they're helping him in. All right. And he goes away to go help someone else. <laughs> Man, do I love disinterested bartenders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll head back out. Got four rooms. You can drop Miguel off in his room so he can sleep it off. Can maybe take a look around the town, see what's what. 
All right, great plan, mate. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll we'll drop Miguel off and sure. Not a single person gives you more than a single glance as you carry Miguel's unconscious and battered body into the saloon. There's even one person who's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't back at you, sir. <laughs> Wondering how careful we need to be with him. Maybe we should... Because, like, I want to separate him from his guns, but also I feel like in doing so will incur his wrath. Well, how about this? I say, after we put Miguel in his room and are contemplating what to do with the guns that are certainly still on his horse. Yep. yep. We'll, uh, you know, we'll leave his pistol with him. We'll take his big gun on the premise that uh, Kinsey and I are taking a crack at repairing what went wrong with it, you know? <clears throat> Okay. Shall we try to repair what went wrong with it, or? Ah, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the night. You know, maybe we get to it, maybe we don't. <laughs> understood, understood. Big plans, then. Yeah, I am awful curious as to what's going on over in that corner of the bar with the rambunctious folks who done drew my attention earlier. Ah, seems like they ain't so rambunctious no more. <laughs> Maybe it's like a hide behind, right? If you're looking <laughs> at them, they ain't rambunctious. But if you ain't interested, they're trying to get you to come over. Like a reverse hide behind. Maybe? Is that... No, no, no. I don't quite think you understand how hide behinds work, my friend. I think, it's well, more I like think I thing. understand how hide behinds work, Kinsey. <laughs> <laughs> This game sure is hard to play with Tommy not involved. Nah. We just come mm. up with the details of the town ourselves. Why not? Sure, sure. Maybe they're betting on, like, Wasset fights. <laughs> <laughs> this Wasset fight is a thing to behold, like two spaghetti going at it. <laughs> Am I, am I back? Yes, yes, yes you I'm are. Back. You're back. Yes, you are. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but it was just like really slow motion robot talk. I could hear like Tim being like, I'm all so curious. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, I gather from the little bit I heard from Dan, you're going to check out the thing in the corner? Yeah, my bet is it's a high stakes Wasset fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what what what's everyone else doing? So, well, first off, uh, did anyone get any drinks? I'll get around for the crew. I will. I guess I'll get around for you and me then, Roland. Uh, what about you, Pax? What are you up to? Um, can, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh. I probably just going down to the bar. I don't know that I'm getting any drinks as I have no money, but I will go down to the bar. Well, that's okay. As uh, Kinsey's one spur buys you all a drink. Oh, great. I will. Uh, so Kinsey, mark off a spur um, uh, and you order a round of drinks for yourself, Roland and Pax. 
Uh, so, Pax, you come down to the bar, and Kinsey just slide the drink right over to you. It's a, it's a mug of strong, bitter ale. That's what I got for everyone, because I did not consult you beforehand. <laughs> uh, Rolf, you approach the table in the corner, uh, and you get close enough to get kind of a look at, um, at what's going on there. And as soon as my as soon as my computer decides, yeah, okay, okay. Um, um, and uh, you 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 get like a glimpse. You see movement on the table. Um, it's a right. it's a large table, about five feet wide, circular in size, high top. So it's about at like a little under chest level for everybody. Um, and you get a glimpse, and uh, there's a large creature on this table. Uh, and as you kind of are able to like kind of shoulder your way in and observe this, this creature is almost like a little terrifying to behold. Um, it's, it's about the size of a small to medium sized canine. Uh, um, uh, but, but shorter, um, and wide. Uh, and it's a, it's a large, like, crustacean. It's like a crab-like creature, um, that has four pincer claws and a scorpion-esque, uh, tail at the back. But, uh, overall, it's, it's primary, uh, uh, look is that of a, like, of a wide, like, lobster. <laughs> um, and it is, uh, you see it sitting there. Uh, with its with its claws out snapping razor sharp you can tell just by the look of them and its stinger ready to go and right on the on the center of its back is a shot of whiskey <laughs> and, and and people are throwing money into a tin and as they throw money in they're trying to reach in and grab that shot of whiskey and every time they try to grab the shot, the thing like spins around with like spider like speed, like hopping to to look at them. Um, it seems to have like multiple eyes and able to sense like what's all around it. And it either stings at it with a stinger or snaps at it. And everyone's like pulling back, but they're all having a great time. Uh, and you can see like poison dripping from the from the tip of the stinger as this thing is like trying to like uh, fend off anyone who reaches towards it, not not realizing they're just trying to grab a shot off the small of its back. Sure. And Kinsey, did you say you were heading over that way too, or? Oh yes, I'll, I'll head that way as I give Roland his drink. Yeah, Kinsey, you're able to see this as well. Well, what do you say, Roland? You're going to take a shot. Well, I, you, you know, damn, that ain't my name. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, like, try and cozy up to these folks and, you know, make some friends and maybe figure out the dumbest one of them and see if I can't convince him to make a grab for, for that, uh, for that there shot at uh, a bad time. Sure. Um, I suppose with that, I think ultimately still it's blend, right? It's like kind of consorting with people, kind of like uh, uh, blending in with the crowd, in the lay of the land socially. Now, uh, what about you, Kinsey? Am I dressed to impress? Uh, yeah, you disguise yourself. You look rough and tumble. You look like you belong in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the flip shades, but... <laughs> people are into it, Tommy. People are into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, can I make a survival roll to figure out exactly what this thing is and perhaps if it has any blind spots? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. No modifier. All right. Love that. Yes, I think I'm going to uh, play to gallery. Take my target down one so I can count these two twelves and make them explode. Nice. Well, that was a 20, so... Yes, that's still only three successes. Okay. Uh, so you're able to identify this as a sand crawler. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, sand walker. Sand crawlers from Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> filled with crafty uh, aliens. Yeah, no. Um, uh, this is a sand walker. Um, it is a river sand walker. Uh, you know that throughout Manifest, there's varying breeds of sand walkers. Uh, the river sand walkers are considered the smallest breed. Um, and this one is young. It's like adolescent at most. Um, uh, sand, the, the river sand walkers, they tend to get, um, uh, like kind of like large dog, dog size in their later years. Um, and, uh, there have been reports. Bodies of water that can get, uh, like that you know, in their adolescence are like the size of a horse and in their adulthood are like the size of a ship. Goodness. Huh. But this one's a river sand walker. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. I got the beasts. <laughs> uh, you, you also know, uh, Kinsey, that their stinger is incredibly poisonous sure. and their and their claws are razor sharp. Um, you know that like larger sandwalkers, even on the river, right? Um, they can be they can be hell for ships. Uh, if there's any kind of like barnacles or any like light uh, uh, sea life on the bottom of the ship, uh, sometimes if the ship is uh, large enough and is close enough to the shallows, um, a sandwalker will try and snatch. Claws are sharp enough to like sometimes puncture holes. Mm. No, yes. Truly terrifying. Delightful game of chance for a bar, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. If, you, uh, if you're wrong, you're either going to get horribly poisoned or lose a finger. Oh. Actually, right as I say that, someone does reach in and lose a finger. <laughs> <laughs> what is the crowd's reaction? Is it horror or... No, they love it. That no, guy we're, is... we're super into it, Kinsey. This is the game we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy is horrified. He lets out a shout. Uh, he's missing one of his fingers. He falls back. His friends, like, grab him. One of them has the presence of mind to grab his finger. And then, like, drag him out of the bar. Everyone else is like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Two spurs! I got this! All right, here we go! <laughs> Little su sucker's getting worn out. Um, uh, what did you get, um, Roland? I got three hits on blend. All right. Uh, yeah, so you are correct. Everyone enjoyed that, and you cheered along with them. Uh, <laughs> but, 
Uh, beyond that, uh, you, you're, you're able to get kind of a read. There's a few people. You don't know which one of them is, like, the best mark, but you're able to identify, like, a handful of people that, like, you could mess with. They're drunk enough. They're making friends with anyone who bumps into them. Uh, and, like, many of them are throwing in a spur and taking a grab at it. Uh, you're also able to kind of tell by watching however many spurs you throw in is how many attempts you get before you have to throw more spurs in. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bet someone. I'm just going to straight up bet someone that they can't do it and call them a coward if they try and call me on my bet. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a there's a lady who, like, bumps into you. She's one of the ones you've marked. Um, uh, she turns to you and goes, Howdy, friend! Cool sunglasses! <laughs> Thanks, yeah, I picked him up down south. Uh, so what? How, how many times you tried to grab at that thing? <laughs> oh, me? No, I like all my digits where that is. Oh, all right. Well, I, so what you're really saying is you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, look, it ain't that hard. You just gotta wait for someone else to reach in, and when they're losing a finger, then you reach in. Go ahead, give it a shot, friendo. Oh, you know, so... So what you're trying to, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get me to reach in and then you go and grab it. See, I, here's the thing. I bet you four spurs, <laughs> you cannot get that shot glass without help. She sits there for a second. People are bumping in her. She's like, fuck off. <laughs> four, four spurs? Yeah, four whole spurs. Now if I get it, I get the four spurs and the pot. Yeah. If I don't get it... You can't have help. You can't have help. But if I don't get it... You give me four spurs. I give you four spurs. Uh, That's how Ben works, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and roll manipulate. Uh, We'll put... She has some negatives. But (laughs) I'm going to put you at a a minus three. All right. Dress to impress still... uh, I mean, she commented on my sunglasses. Dress to impress is in play. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're up against a five. Uh, yeah, that is a wait minus three. Wait, no, because dress to impress. Uh, well, it's just the one hit, but it is a tan. She looks at it, looks at you, looks at it, looks at the pot, looks at you, and she goes, two spurs." Okay. <laughs> now, I do believe before any payouts happen, I have tricked someone into a disadvantageous position. Yes. <laughs> I'll pay two spurs for one XP. That's an exchange rate I'm happy to pay. Uh, so, you say that, she takes one spur out, and, like, pings it against the table, and it goes flying deftly into the, uh, into the pot that everyone's throwing spurs into, uh, and, and that, and that earns her one grab at it, and then she, like, looks at it for a second, a couple people reach, a couple people reach, and she holds up her hand, 
And then she <laughs> she more like punches the thing <laughs> than, <laughs> than than grabs the thing. And like a little bit of whiskey like spills. Um, but, uh, uh, like she kind of just like hits it, but she pulls her hand back just in time for the, uh, 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 stinger to miss her as it stabs into the wood and pulls out. Um, and she goes, ah, damn, <laughs> hands you two spurs. And she goes, what's your friend name? <laughs> uh, you can call me Martine. Martine. <laughs> All right. Well, if you got the wits about you, maybe you have a chance. Uh, what are you doing, Pax? While uh, Kinsey and um, <laughs> Kinsey and Roland are uh, are surrounding this table of rambunctious people. Um, I'm uh, not really one for crowds too much. Oh no, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I will, um, look, uh, I'll, I'll talk to the, um, bartender. Okay. And I'll go, um, what's your name, friend? Glenn. What's your? Ain't that hard of a question, miss. Yeah. You know what? Don't matter. That's what I was trying to think. Do you need no drink? Uh, I was, I was looking for a, a person, actually. Oh, yeah? Uh, I was looking for a person named Salvador. He looks at you for a second, sizes you up, and then looks around, realizes like you're standing at the bar alone. He goes, young miss, uh, I don't mean to impose, but now I do need your name. Uh, won't do you any good. Uh, I was sent by an interested party. Well, then I suppose... What's the party's name? Name is Rufus, right? Rufus Nash. Yeah, the leader of the Dead Man's Gang is Rufus Nash. Okay. Uh, Rufus? Rufus what? I think you know what. He sits back, looks around a little bit, and goes, Well, miss... If uh, Rufus did indeed send you, that means uh, Sal's uh, got word of your arrival. I suggest you uh, take in the evening's entertainment and see where the night gets you. Super. <laughs> uh... I'll continue to drink this excellent vintage ale. He does slide a shot over to you and he goes, on the house. Thank God. All right. Then <laughs> <laughs> he walks over to someone else who seems to work there. One of the, one of the uh, women in silk 
and uh, he he like gestures for her to come over, and he whispers something in her ear, and then she disappears down a side hall. I can't. Can I hear what he says to her? Um, you can attempt to. Uh, you would have to. It wouldn't be a matter of observe. It would be a matter of getting close enough without him noticing. Um, which would be hard because he was literally just talking to you. But you could, if you want, you could attempt. No, no, thank you. I'm okay. still injured. <laughs> yeah. He gives just a quick whisper to her. She goes off down a side hall, and then he goes over to someone else who's uh, ordering some drinks. Um, he, he, he doesn't, like, glance at you again. He just keeps working about the bar. Um, meanwhile, Kinsey, what are you doing? I've been watching uh, this game with the Sandwalker. Sand, is that what you said? Sandwalker, yes. <clears throat> watching this game with Sandwalker. I think I've kind of come up with a strategy. I've noticed uh, people keep kind of going right for the front, uh, but their eyes are more focused forward, right? So if you, if you divert its attention, perhaps maybe you can grab, a sh- grab for the shot uh, from the side. Anyway, as more of a, a, an experiment than anything, I'm going to um, surreptitiously uh, tuck some kalu jerky up my sleeve, and uh, I'm going to toss a spur into the into the can, and uh, I'm going to try and like use the jerky in my sleeve to kind of like use whatever olfactory senses I assume that it has. Maybe be like, oh, you smell food over here, and I'm going to grab for the shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's go with Wrangle. This sounds like a Wrangle to me. All right, that's yes. That is three hits with a high of eight. My highest is a seven. Well, excellent. I am the aggressor in this, so that's two successes for me. That's all you need, man! Uh, so you uh, uh, you kind of get the lay of it. You de- you just drop a spur in. Everyone's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone's like watching as you kind of raise both hands. And then uh, you like hold up your right hand just a little bit higher and you watch as the thing like spins around and looks right at you. And everyone's like, oh, oh, oh." and people are like, he's screwed. Oh, he's not going to make it. Oh, it's got your scent now, boy. And uh, and then you in a quick motion, slap your hand towards the right and it jumps and turns that way. And in that moment, you swing your left hand around and you grab the shot and pull it out. Uh, and it takes one snap at your finger, but just barely misses. Like, you can feel the wind of it against your pinky. Uh, and you pull the shot back. And everyone's like... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go wild. They're like, yeah! Woo! And they're, like, high-fiving each other. Uh, who The person who, like, you know, de facto is in charge of the of the tin full of spurs shoves them towards you. There's 18 spurs in there. Right, I'll take that. And I'll, uh, and one of those is mine, right? So Yes. Right, excellent. So I'll uh, take a cheers to Martine and cheers to Pax all the way across at the other side of the barn. I'll take the shot and go, ah! <laughs> How about that? If that ain't 
<laughs> the, the quickest son of a bitch out here in the garden. Kenzie McCharlotte. <laughs> they immediately put like a bucket over the uh, uh, over the sandwalker to contain it. And one person runs to the bar to grab another shot. <laughs> and uh, and and like while they're doing that, they're like tapping on the bucket and like trying to get it riled up underneath there. Um, and uh, yeah, you 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 are able to like collect and pocket eighteen spurs, and everyone's like like high five on you and giving you uh, giving you like shoulder punches and like and cheering for you. One person offers to buy you a drink, which makes no sense because you just want a bunch of money. <laughs> It's all just a trick of misdirection. Oh, sandwalkers, they're, they're very quick, but not so bright, you see, I say as we walk up to the bar. Uh, yeah, that that uh, that guy is like, hot damn, I thought I was going to take your finger off. It was so close. <laughs> I felt the wind on the finger. Good thing, too, it has my favorite tattoo on it. Wouldn't want to lose that bad boy. A couple of shots for me and my friend here. Uh, fastest grabber I've ever seen. I was, uh, I was like, he spoke to the thing. Um, and uh, you're able to do a shot with that guy. Um, they, uh, they open up the thing and one person holds uh, uh, like a little bit of food in front. Of, uh, one person feeds the Sandwalker a couple bites of food and then holds one up in front of them and like low and like feeds them again and low and feeds them again. And they basically give the Sandwalker like a bunch of food. And during that time, while it's kind of docile eating the food, they're able to like place the shot on its, on its back. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, they stop feeding and then, uh, and then they kind of slap on the table a little bit and it gets like defensive again. Yeah. Uh, Roland packs. Up to anything while Kinsey's getting a shot with this uh, this young fan he has. Well, I guess have you you've um, I'll regroup with Pax, you know, just check in. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're fairly direct. I feel like I've learned that about you. I assume you've inquired about our final destination in this town. I have. And uh, <laughs> enjoy the night's festivities and. Things will proceed. All right. I had a thought. Sure. Um, might it be in our interest to um, update that relative we made contact with before in the prior town from this LRC tower, just with further information as to what's coming their way? Yes. Would. Would you mind just procuring the means to make that happen? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seems good. Um, you know, I'm going to get some fresh air. I'll be right back. Uh, and I'm going to go wander around town picking up some people's uh, LRC tags. <laughs> sure. Uh, at this point, <laughs> yeah. Do you not have the same six you stole before? Um, nah, I left those at the last LRC tower because that's a great way to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so at this point in the evening, most everyone in town is in the saloon. Sure. 
Um, all right. I guess it's my turn to go get a sh go get a shot off that um creaturey thing. I guess. And as I make my way through the crowd, I will just um borrow some LRC tags. Cool. Go ahead and roll skullduggery. Okay, day. Uh, how many LRC tags are you grabbing? Six. All right, take a minus five. Okay, day. You ah. are up against a four. Nards! I don't have a reliability. You are still injured. <laughs> um. Oh, can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, weird. Um, I could hear me too. Um, okay, uh, so I got uh, three hits then. Yeah, um, all right. Um, yeah, you're able to grab all, uh, all six. It's just the last one as you get it. Um, the lady in question goes, <laughs> Oh, you're getting nice and comfy over here. She like puts her arm around you and pulls you in. And she goes, you want to take a crack at the sand walker? Uh, sure. All right, watch out. Yes, deadly. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. Uh, How many spurs do you put in? Just one, because I don't. I only have one spur. All right. <sighs> Great. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, you're just reaching in, trying to grab it fast. Um. Yes. Cool. We'll call it unarmed. Okay. <laughs> Let me get that. Oh, maybe not. Uh, surprisingly, you're only up against a four. Ah. Well, I got a nine and a ten. All right. Uh, so you, uh, uh, flick a spur in, uh, and she goes, all right, here we go, here's my new friend, and, uh, she slaps you on the back, you kind of get jolted forward, uh, uh, bumping up against the table, the thing kind of, like, jostles a little bit, uh, and loses its balance just for a second, and in that moment, uh, you, I'm assuming you're still in the call, Addie? Okay, for me, your video turned off. Okay. Um, uh, but you, uh, it like jostles and tumbles a little bit, and like, um, like almost immediately after you flick in the spur, you reach out a hand and grab because you realize that that's your moment, and uh, and you're able to actually snatch the spur uh, just as the stinger kind of snaps down, barely missing you. Uh, and you're able to take the shot, and you earn five spurs. Um, and, uh, I'll give one to my new friend and be like, thanks for the good luck. She takes it and goes, hey, all right. What's your name, friend? <laughs> I'm already gone. Oh, where'd she go? 
<laughs> All right. Hey, buddy, come on, give it a shot. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you you collect six LRC tags for use at the long range communications tower. And I will immediately deposit them uh, with with the Roland. Great. Just gonna mosey on down to the LRC. Drop a message to dear old Mrs. Yen. I think. I yeah, Mrs. Yen, sure. Uh, and just you know, hey, it's me again, your friend Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you didn't specifically say you were Sierra. Oh, no, you're right. I, I would really <laughs> insinuate that it is me, Sierra. Uh, you should insinuate that it's you, Miguel. Yeah, so so one thing, you you don't have oh, to sure, roll right. to know that, like, it will, these call, these, like, messages oh, you send right. will it's identify where Miguel. they're coming from. Yeah. It's gotta be Miguel. All right. Hey, it's me. You know. You know me. With the big gun in the back. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so we're picking up some heavy, heavy armaments. I've sort of made contact with our prior mutual contact. Uh, I'm just trying to keep you apprised of the situation. Uh, so just, you know, be prepared for maybe like some bigger guns than you thought. Cool. And That's I send it. that over the course of six LRC tags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're able to identify the fact that there is probably going to be an ambush at this meeting. <laughs> yeah, great. And then I will just, you know, sort of drop those LRC tags in various spots on my way back. Sure. During the time it takes Roland to send that, um, Kinsey, what are you what are you doing? Anything interesting? Kinsey's just uh, hanging out with his fanboy at the bar. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar, at the uh, bar. when he gets drunk, he, he gets a southern accent. <laughs> um, so uh, the night goes on, and during the time it takes Roland to send that message over the course of six LRC tags, lucky for you, Roland, there's no operator here to look at you weirdly as you do this. Uh, it's just an, it's a single terminal, automated uh, LRC tower, um, and uh, there's a point. Um, uh, packs where you notice a uh, a large man, uh, kind of stout with broad shoulders and kind of a round uh, belly. Uh, he's wearing suspenders. He has a, a thick, almost bushy goatee. He has a flat cap um, on. Um, he walks in, makes eye contact with the bartender. The bartender like sees him and points at you. And uh, this man starts making his way over to you. Kind of, you notice him sizing you up as uh, as he does, and uh, he sits down next to you, kind of with a, a sigh as he hops up onto the uh, stool, looks you up and down, and he goes, "Drink for me and my new friend. My name's Saul." Yes. He shakes your hand, and he goes. Pax, where in the hell did you come from? And that's where we're in this session. <laughs>